Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Binge Cast, where we take TV shows and movies and binge them in easily digestible chunks. I am Jay Winger, being joined by... Sam. Zeke. And Chris. And we are here to begin our binge of Season 2 of My Hero Academia. But before we go on... When this goes up, there should also there is also a little mini cast that we uploaded where we address you, the audience. Please go listen to it because we are looking for your feedback and your suggestions. Please go ahead and listen to it uh, and get back to us. Now, back to uh, regular binge cast stuff. So we finished season one. God, how long ago was it now? Couple like, months. A couple months. Before <laughs> Corona. It was no, it wasn't before Corona. No, it was during it was during the during the peak of Corona. That's, okay, so during Corona. We, we started the bitch cast because I was stuck at home, unable to work. You and work for how long? I don't know this stuff anymore. Four months. Uh, yeah, I'm now I'm on like a bi-weekly schedule. <laughs> but at any rate, um, so when we left off, they just introduced the League of Villains. Uh, they'd had their big confrontation at the uh, at the hero, at the UA Hero Dome or whatever whatever it was called training facility. The training facility. Um, we saw All Might take on one of the Domu. Nomu. Nomu. Uh, Nomu. That's what yep. it was. Nomu. You don't have your notes down here, do you? I do. I just oh. don't have them open at the moment. Ah, uh, too many notes. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Deku is still uh, coming, trying to learn how to wield his power responsibly. Without breaking himself. Yep. Um, Bakugo is still Bakugo. Uh, well, he gets even more Bakugo, don't worry. I imagine so. Let's Wait till they pick their hero goes. names. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, and the League of Villains, most of them got caught except for Bad Touch and... The Void Vortex. Mist guy. The Vortex dude. I can never remember his name. Neither can I, and I don't... Kyogari. Kyogari? He's bringing up the notebook, folks. Hang on a second. <laughs> I thought you were like... Gross. It was Kuro something or other. Kyogari. If I could pronounce it unless I hear it again. Yeah. That's still... God dang. I have to flip back through so many pages here. Japanese name number 400-something-something. So how's your weather over there? Drafty. Uh, clear. Yeah, unfortunately, I, unfortunately, I don't think I jotted down what his actual name was. I just called him like Dark Void or something like that. Which so is, they captured the Nomu. They didn't capture the two head people of the of League the League of, of Villains, Villains, which is Bad Touch and Void Guy. Um, but we did. Sugari. Okay. Um, uh, but we know that Bad Touch is, is taking orders from somebody else, and that there is a new villain about to arrive on the scene. Um, oh, I, yeah. I gotta keep yeah. remembering not to say things, because I was just about to name drop, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that whatever. Now you know how I am when I have to hold back whenever we watch Gundam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you hold back so much, Mr. 30 Minutes of Exclamation, on yeah. the first episode. Tapping into the wellic of knowledge. Well, I had to sit there and basically just explain a lot. Lot of shit. Yeah, you did, and you still do. <laughs> I kind of have to. This is true, but um, so yeah, we've so we're about to pick up with season two, and looks like it's going to be starting with a little uh, recap episode, as tends to tends to do uh, with 
these things. I don't know how long a gap there was between seasons one and two in Japan. About a year or so, probably. A that makes more. sense why they might put a recap thing in then to sort of catch everybody back up on what was going on. But uh, so that about wraps up this little intro. We will see you after the binge. And we're back following our binge of My Hero Academia, beginning season two. We actually did sort of like five and a half episodes, because the season opens with a recap episode, sort of summarizing everything from season one, establishing uh, who Deku is, what what his quirk is once he inherits it from All Might and everything. But the season kicks off with... uh, them sort of recovering from uh, everything, going back to school, and, well, so the the UA staff are following up on the, the whole League of Villains, and they recognize that Shigaraki, you know, Mr. Bad Touch, is a threat because he's convinced these small-time thugs to basically fight alongside him. And... Deku, meanwhile, is feeling pressure solely from himself because he wants to live up to All Might's legacy. All Might doesn't exactly do him any favors when he basically says, "I want you to do do very well in the uh, in sports the festival. in the sports festival," which is the arc for at least the first half of the season. Um, but Ochako, when she hears about the sports festival, is really fired up, and we finally find out why she's. Uh, trying to become a hero. It's more that she wants to become licensed to do it so she can make a bunch of money so that uh, her family is taken care of. Which is far more no- noble a reason for doing it for the money than than Bakugo, who's just like, I want to be famous. <laughs> he wants to be number one. He wants to be number one for the sake of being number one and all the fame that comes with it. Whereas Ochako's more like, I want to become a hero, yes, so I can make the money, but it's so I can support my family, not just for the sake of making money, like Bakugo. Um, But they did point out an interesting way that she could use her quirk once she gets licensed, I suppose, in construction, you know, that her family would be able to sell the heavy equipment and, you know, she could use her quirk to help them build stuff, but... For whatever reason, she's. They don't seem they want to do that. They wanted to have her own dreams, aspirations, and not hold her back, pretty much. And and I commented while we were watching uh, watching it that that's actually way better as a uh, family thing than you normally see in these sorts of in these sorts of stories, where it's just sort of like, nah, don't become a hero. You should just you know get a nice steady job like working in construction like us. They're instead like. It's nice that you want to help us, but don't give up on your own dreams. So she's sort of balanced the two. <laughs> and unlike like some of the other animes where it's teen-focused and you see like nothing or hear nothing mm-hmm. from their parents or anything, this one, it, it goes through a good portion of Class 1A's uh, parental units to the... Uh, yeah, we've seen we've seen that students. with yeah we've seen that with Deku's mom and you'll see Bakugo's family. I was about to say that Bakugo's like the only one I can't I th- I can think of of the main ones that we haven't seen uh, or heard much about his family. We know about Ida's brother, um, 
And yeah. all of his family actually has that a, a different kind of engine ability. Mm-hmm. But we know that his that his brother is already a, a pro hero, and he's has his own. I think he has his own agency. I'm not sure if he's just part of one or has his own. Um, and in this, uh, in the five episodes that we watched, we also got introduced to Todoroki's father, uh, the flame hero Endeavor. Mostly he's just sort of standing, looking foreboding in the background, <laughs> but it looks like in the next episode, when we do our next binge, uh, we'll finally get to see him actually talk when he uh, has a conversation with All Might. So that's like uh, hero rank number one and two. Yeah. Um, but the sports festival is basically just a competition between all of the students at UA, and unfortunately, Class 1A has a big old target on their back because the news has been talking about them after the League of Villains attack. Not only because the news, but because Bakugo has a big mouth. Well, there's He's that, the too. class representative. Uh, no, Ida is the class representative. Not for in the oh, yeah, but because he ranked number one in the... Uh, uh, in the race. Not in the race. Uh, in the entrance exam. He, you know, was picked from 1A to ba- pick from the class to basically go up and give a little speech, and he just goes up and goes, I want to win this. Just so you know, I'm, go- I'm going to win. <laughs> well, even before that, he announced in the classroom, I'm going to beat all you guys. Oh, yeah, call- he straight up calls, like, every single other student in the school extras. <laughs> I was just like, God damn. Because they were being surrounded by all the other classes mm-hmm. from 1B to whatever the hell else they have in there. And, yeah, a couple of the students uh, from the other classes, uh, namely, mostly just Shinso from 1C, you said, and Tetsu, 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 Tetsu from 1B 1B basically showed up to to basically say... Oh, the guy with copy also. uh, No, he didn't. He was lurking there. Oh, no, no, in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But But Shinso basically made it clear that if you guys fall behind, then the teachers could could always drop you from one A, and that will mean that somebody else can get called up to the hero to the hero track <laughs> instead of sidekick or support. Well, maybe not support, but from sidekick. And Bakugo is just sort of like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> but you know, Tetsu Tetsu is basically shouts a lot. <laughs> yes, very very. He's, he's a very shouty boy. Very shouty boy. That was my that was my nickname for him before they finally gave him a name. I was like, okay, Tetsu, 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 which is just a hilarious name by itself. Not hard to remember. Not hard to forget, you mean. Okay, Either way. Yeah. But um and so the first the first uh competition they have is the obstacle course where Todoroki basically shows just how ridiculously OP he is. Not just in terms of his power, but the fact that he also uses strategy. Because he freezes a bunch of robots, which were the first uh, obstacle. He froze all of his opponents. Well, he froze them, and then when they basically started getting free and started catching up, he freezes the robots while they're off balance so that they'll fall on top of them. He did show how much smaller and stronger he was in the exam with All Might last season. When he froze the whole floor of the building. Oh, yeah, that's true. And he's like, just walked in there. And yeah, he's just like, on. just stay there. Yeah. Like, 
froze everything. Um, that was a genius move. It was. Uh, but it's just sort of like he has all these abilities and practically no downside. Yeah, Himself. He, he is his own downside. He does put a lot of pressure on himself in his own way, not to the same extent that Deku does. But Well, as Deku's fighting an uphill battle of previously quirkless, now has a quirk. But he can't, can't control, control it. it. Yeah. Breaks himself every time he uses it or mishandles it. So, mm-hmm. um, except for when putting fires out, apparently. No, it's that was, that was a thinking, that, was, that was a great use of the quirk. We'll get to that in a bit. But. Thinking how he explained it before was that he wasn't using it against a person, so he almost subconsciously was able to convince himself that he's. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to kill anybody. Kind of thing. On the robots, he knew he didn't have to hold back. So that's why. He put in 110 percent, just broke the shit out of his arms. The the only the only thing that uh, he was hurting was someone's, uh, you know, the uh, finances of the uh, UA because uh, <laughs> yeah. those things are probably really expensive. We build them every year to build a uh, break. After that, after you see people who can make things with their own abilities, like, yeah, like, I'm gonna make a giant robot. Well, girl, the creation girl. girl. What's 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 her, what's her name? Uh, Momo. Momo. She has a creation quirk. We see her use that against the robot when she makes a fucking cannon (laughs) and just blows, knocks one of them down with it. For things of that size, you haven't really got to it, but telling you a limitation on a power isn't really spoilers. Mm. So she, it's a bit trickier. She can't do that constantly. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, when you have somebody, have people with quirks that allow them to create things, more or less from nothing. Doesn't necessarily have to be a really big complicated thing. She could just make the components as much as she wants, as as far as her her quirk allows her. I I appreciate that there are li- there are there is some arbitrary limit to how much she can do. Just well, it it actually makes a lot of sense with how she explains her power later on. Okay, um, but. She'd be a great mom. She could always get her kid whatever they want. This is true. <laughs> oh, you want a Game Boy? Okay. It's like, hold on. How is that made again? But then it's programming it is is where it would fall is where it would fall down. Just being able like to make the components like little like plushies and stuff. Oh yeah, little plushies Basic components. The are like little plastic action figures. Um. But we also get introduced to Hatsume, uh, one of the support. May Hatsume. One of the one of the support students. She's basically Gadget Girl, and she is way over the top with her enthusiasm oh, for her babies. <laughs> they haven't shown her pork either. Well, I mean, I'm I'm guessing if she's in the support track, that she doesn't have a very powerful quirk. Not really. Yeah, you know, which is why she relies more on gadgets. <laughs> but the, the things she's making is for others. Yeah. She doesn't really make them necessarily And more, so. it becomes clear as we see her doing uh, her thing that she is trying to show off how versatile her gadgets are so that she can get picked up by a pro agency when she graduates. She wants to become uh, be able to distribute her babies. Yeah, basically. To help everyone around the world. And that's, and that's pretty cool. But Deku ends up uh, coming in first from the whole thing, he takes a like panel from one of the robots and starts using it. Yeah, like that sort of blew up earlier. Yeah, and he uses it to like block 
some of the incoming damage. He, he broke one of the robots with it by swinging it at it. Yep. And then the final obstacle is a minefield. It's not a very... It's, not a it's more of a minefield that it doesn't hurt you. It's, it's like flashbangs, you, Yeah, basically. it just sends you flying. Concussion. Um, yeah, con- a minor concussion all, rather all, than all, shrapnel. All yeah, while being stuck that. in... All while being blown away by a pretty pink cloud. Yeah. Um... And well, you got to make it flashy for the audience. Oh yeah, and Todoroki and Bakugo are way out in front because well, Todoroki's ridiculously OP, and Bakugo's just like I don't need to run across the minefield. I can just launch myself across it using my using my my own explosions. But his true weakness comes across when he decides to turn around and fight the first place person he, instead of fly past him. That is one of Bak- that is Bakugo's like greatest weakness. He does not like it when somebody else is in is in front of him and his immediate reaction is must kill. <laughs> not not subdue. Kill. kill. Exactly. And that's, that's his go-to. Uh-huh. And then Deku basically uses his brains instead of just uh, trying to run across it. He, mind you, he hasn't used his quirk at all. I was getting, yeah, I was getting to that. He hasn't used his quirk at all in the obstacle course, but he uses the robot panel to dig up a bunch of the mines, stacks them up, and then basically uses the thing like a sled, jumps on top of it, and gets launched <laughs> across the whole freaking minefield. And the second he passes Bakugo and Todoroki, they're like, "Hey." Uh, chase that guy. <laughs> they stop fighting each other and they start racing after him. Um, Todoroki declared, "I'm yeah, I'm, you're my you're my rival now, and I'm gonna beat you." <laughs> Which, Baku's famous line is, "You declare war to the wrong person." Yeah, um, yeah. Todoroki uh, because De- he spotted that Deku or heard overheard that Deku had been invited yep. to lunch with All Might, and so figures out, okay, All Might's being a mentor to him. So he's got All Might's backing, you know, he's got all this other attention on him thanks to the stuff going on at the League of Villains attack. I think it's like, a little bit I'm coming after you. More of a deep-seated jealousy mm-hmm. of what he would have wanted out of his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from what we've, from the very little that we've gotten about his relationship with Endeavor, uh, so far, it definitely seems like there's not exactly a very loving relationship there. But he's seeing, like, he's taking the, uh, all my taking the time out of this day. Hey, you want to have lunch with me? Packed a little snacks. Yeah. Come on, let's go have some tea. Am I just like, coming from, like, a guy who's, like, seven feet tall? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm built like a building. And he's like, I got lunch, and it's this, like, tiny little, like, lunch bag. That's <laughs> <laughs> <was> a great... <laughs> You want to have lunch together? <laughs> um, and but so Deku ends up winning the whole the the race, and then when they announce the next competition, the cavalry battle, <laughs> he regrets it immediately because there's they're competing for points, and Deku because he placed first is worth ten million points out of the forty people. That out of the forty people that made it to the next round, made it to the second round, he is. Far and away in the league, ahead of everybody. And nobody wants to partner up with him. Because they recognize he's got a target on his back. Because that means their points will be at risk, too. Mm -hmm. So everybody's like, "Uh, no, uh, I'm going to go over with this person instead. Yeah, and Bakugo, people are quick to come to him because he's proven how versatile his quirk is. Uh, And... 
a bunch of people are basically all wanting to team up with him. He's like, remind me what your quirks are. Oh, and your names. <laughs> that's how arrogant class. <laughs> exactly. That's how arrogant he is. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And even after that, he's. We saw that in the in the finale. He still couldn't remember their names. <laughs> he like called them like stupid hair or whatever. Um. Stupid but, hair and acid girl. Mm-hmm, but Deku finally does manage to. Oh no, raccoon eyes. Raccoon eyes. That's what it was. He finally convinces, or Ochako comes up to him and is basically like, let's team up. And then they get, um, and then Hatsume comes over, so sort of like, I want to team up with you. Uh, Absolutely, they get shut down by, by uh, Ida. Ida. They go to Ida and uh, try to recruit him, and he's like, no, I'm... And then he declares his rivalry for him. He basically is like, I'm also competing against you here, so no, sorry. I need to stand out. Kind of thing, and can't be in your dust this whole entire time and expect to grow. But they do manage to recruit uh, Tokoyami. Uh, Tokoyami, yep. And they actually do come up with a pretty viable strategy for using all of their playing keep away, playing keep away, running away from everybody. Except uh, everybody else is also basically proving that they know how to use the, use one another's quirks to their advantage. And we, that's when we get introduced to. Uh, Monoma, <laughs> uh, one of one of the uh, was he one? He's from one of the other classes. He's one B. Oh, he is one B. Okay, he's um, old copy, right? Yes. Yeah. He's one um, B. He's one B. So I'll just go ahead and update my notes a little bit. Anyway, um, but he has a pretty useful quirk himself. He can copy other people's quirks, but only one at a time, and only for five minutes. And by touching them. Yes, he has to touch them. And he makes pretty good use of it, snagging a bunch of headbands from people to grab points. Also, it makes sense for him to be on the top of the tower because he has three people that he can basically him. that he can basically copy quirks off of. And he does it. He, the solid air guy, he copies his quirk a few times. I don't think we they established what the other uh, members of his team had uh, in his quirks. But. I'm trying to think if it was him or the other the other team, but. The one dude, I think it's the dude with the uh, the kind of like the Aaron Jaeger Titan look. Mm-hmm. He can. Um, it's like glue or something, wasn't it? No, no, he can uh, melt the ground. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, the quicksand thing. I can't remember the technical term or what he actually does. With I'm it. sure we'll get introduced properly in a later episode. Sure um, but they did have like a no. It was one of the other uh, teams that had uh, the glue guy. Yeah, it was the one with the weird helmet. Yeah, the weird helmet guy. Um, but we also, then there was uh, Shinzo, who we don't see him a whole lot during the during the cavalry battle. But by the end of the by the end of the thing, he is his team managed to come in uh, come in third because he just basically snagged a bunch of headbands. They haven't as exactly established what his quirk is, but it look from what. We've seen it looks like he can sort of, while he's touching people at least, sort of make people obey him some, somehow. It's not clear. I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, you're not going to say anything, but you saw him like using it uh, to avoid the ice, power, Todoroki's ice during the obstacle course, and you're just like, that way makes way more sense now because you, because you are aware of this. All he does is he touches someone and goes... My rent is cheaper. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Damn it, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not going to be able to do that sort of thing to me. Sorry. 
Um, must be a mental thing. I have to lose. But Todoroki at one point uh, basically said that he doesn't use his uh, f- the fire abilities that he inherited from his father in combat. He uh, from his left from his left side because his right hand is the one that does the ice powers. Uh, and to Deku's credit, when he gets boxed in by Todoroki during the during the battle, he makes sure to keep himself at an angle where he can't uh, use his ice abilities without compromising his own team. But I speculated about this during uh, while we were watching. It's, for for a while, it's I thought that he was relying more on his ice powers rather than his flame powers because he is trying to set himself apart from his father, you know, the number two hero endeavor, the flame hero. Now I'm not so sure, but I'm still, I still think that there is, that there is something to my, uh, to my theory. So the Aaron Yeager looking guy is, uh, Quirk is softening. He softened the ground. Okay. And his name is Juzo. Juzo, okay. Yeah, I think I saw that briefly while they were like showing off who placed in the top forty kind of kind of thing. But I was like, there are so many names here, I'm not going to be able to note them all down. <laughs> yeah, I had to figure it out again. Um, but still, definitely enjoying the, enjoying the series. It's I like that they're still doing the whole trying to show some of the drawbacks of some of these these things, trying to keep for all the superpowers and everything. They still show that there are limitations to them, that there are uh, things that you need to, one needs to keep in mind, like Deku still has, basically has to hold himself back in order to use his ability without breaking himself. I mentioned that Ida had a secret move. Yeah, oh, Ida <laughs> Ida, uh, with his engines on his legs, he has basically can over overclock it, essentially, and put on a huge burst of speed, but the drawback is it then causes his engines to stall, so he can't use the speed any longer. <laughs> it was great when he used it for to allow Todoroki to grab his headband. Uh, it was, you know, Deku sees him coming, and he's just like, "Watch out!" But he barely like, gets watched out. Our, he's like in the city, like cover he, he barely right. gets one word out before they're already past him. Um, but yeah, they're. Basically, they're doing their part to introduce more, some more characters, focus things back on the school and the rivalries there. Uh, we know that uh, Shigaraki is still out there. He's watching every, uh, watching the competition on TV like everybody else is, uh, and clearly getting pissed off that Deku is still managing to uh, show off. Uh, when he, when Deku came in first in the obstacle race, we saw him watching and just started scratching at his neck, which is, which Sam, you said is a sign that he's getting pissed off. <laughs> kind of. He has a, a weird tick about him when he, when he's not getting things going his way. When things aren't going his way, he starts like scratching at his neck a lot. Real bad. Mm-hmm. See it later. I, on, I, I, we, yeah, I did notice during the, the USJ fight in yep. you know, season one, he started like scratching at it, left, left like red marks all over his neck. And for for a while, I was like, "Is his power working against him, against himself, or is he just scratching at himself so much that he's literally like raking his skin skin off?" Um, but so yeah, there's the whole sports festival thing is always a great way to introduce some some more, more uh, characters that will be important in the future, and also some just 
throwaway characters as well. So how do you feel with how they're introducing characters, their quirks, and do you feel bogged down by... It does feel a bit bogged... I do feel a bit bogged down because there are just so many characters now. It's like I barely even can remember everybody in Class 1A and now they're introducing more? (laughs) What? But the cool thing they do with this, they make it pretty often when you see a character, they'll flash up their name, their quirk, and then you're like, oh, yeah, that guy. It's like when a character is going to become significant, at least to the scene, they will yeah. name them and establish what their quirk is. Because we we saw, like, Todoroki a lot before they finally named him and his power. Yeah. And um, the, the good thing is they're not doing it with the people we don't know yet because it makes it a big surprise and a mystery. Like, oh, holy crap, I didn't know like, with Shin, like with Shinso. They haven't even given him the whole, like, Shinso, his quirk, blah, blah, blah. They haven't even given him <laughs> his name. It, didn't even identify him until his team placed third. Yeah, freaking genius is what he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, then there's like a whole bunch of other, a whole bunch of other uh, characters going on in there, and some of them are going to not be focused on as much, simply because there are too many characters. But I still, still enjoying the series. Still see why you want wanted to wanted to get back in and watch this again, so you could catch the things you didn't catch the first time around. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like with the doctor from uh, the first episode. Oh, I knew that from from the moment he was introduced. When I saw him on screen, I'm like, tell me, he he probably, Deku probably had a quirk, but stole it from him and used this weird, oh, yeah, you have to have an extra bone in your toe usually have quirk. Is it usually, everybody that has a quirk has this extra bone. (laughs) And you don't have that extra bone in your toe, so you're not going to have So a quirk. the thing is, he could have just thrown up any old x-ray. This is true. And stolen his quirk when they were doing examinations with some, either an ability or some kind of serum. His mom probably said, I want him to know. Don't no. tell him. Please. For the love of like, we're, we're, we're all speculating about stuff that may come, may come to the fore later in the series. Uh, you guys, of course, know a whole lot of stuff about stuff that's going to happen in later episodes that you're not now, telling me. Did, did you catch what the next couple episodes are going to be for the next cast? Uh, basic, uh, the finals. Well, the finals, it looks like it's going to be like one-on-one fights. The yes. World Martial yeah. Arts Tournament, but in my hero style. Strong, oh, strongest okay. under the heavens. <laughs> it, I, I, I love the fights because they have some matchups that you just look at them and go, this guy's going to win, obviously, but then... <laughs> They throw no, you just look at it and you're just like, there's no way they're even going to have a minute chance of winning this match. And then they surprise the shit out of you. Yeah. And this is where... That's they, how you do it. <laughs> That's how you do this it. This is where the style of the show actually shines the most. Where they have multiple different um, artists working on the show at once. So the the fight scenes, these... Um, Get stylized a bit. So cinematic. It looks... So good. That's mm-hmm. why I was so excited to see them actually have movies out. See it on that big-ass screen and enjoying my favorite characters, doing what they do best, but flashier. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll we'll do the movies as well when we uh, get get to the right point in the uh, I think that's in the, in the middle of season three is the first movie. Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, I it's one of those you. things you can always look up later yeah. and, uh, well, I mean, once we get it's, to the episode, they'll literally tell us. Oh, well, there you go. The only thing I actually, you know, I, I worry, because I'm up to season four or five, 
I'm or, scared that my hero is going to become like Harry Potter and me. Well, Harry Potter, when they were in the school, was awesome. The moment they left the school, boing! Are you talking about Deathly Hollows? Oh, one? yeah, fuck that thing. <laughs> it's supposed to be dark and edgy. Uh, we could have a whole different conversation about about Harry Potter <laughs> stuff. Let's not let's not uh, distract ourselves any further. Oh, um, it's, it's the similarities that scare me. But it's like, okay. In school, school right now... Best. And the school is so cool. You see all these nice. Yeah, I can. I can things. sort of see where you're where you're coming from with that. But uh, here's the thing: Harry Potter is a, a bit of magic. There's only so much you can do with magic. With quirks like this and combinations of quirks, it becomes superhero real life. Especially yeah, since in, in Harry this. Potter, only a small part of the number of people across the whole world, essentially, have magic. Still enough that they have their own little secret society living right under our noses, but compared to the Muggles, wizards are a lot smaller in number. Well, you also got the fact that those movies are literally based around the main characters, so mm. you don't have a whole lot of adventuring off into, oh yeah, what's this team doing this time? Well, what's that team doing? Whereas, in the, the world of, whereas in the world of My Hero Academia, 80% of the world has quirks. <laughs> So it's so like any time you need to you introduce a, a new villain, boom, there you go. Yeah, sometimes it's just like, yeah, okay, you've got a tail, or your head is a cactus, or your head is an automatopoeia. You want to know what it, this show kind of reminds me of? Sky High. Yes. I Yeah, I saw, I've seen a lot of Sky High uh, similarities here. Like the scene in the movie where they're trying to figure out, are you a hero or a sidekick? Yeah. Uh, like I think the one uh, I remember one of the kids. He's like, "All right, so what's your oh?" And the 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 teacher or the staff member is played by Bruce Campbell. Oh, the the coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the, this one kid goes and he spits on like a pillar. He's like, "Sidekick." He's like, "Wait, look!" And then it's turns out he, it's acid. He goes, "Hero." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because some of the characters didn't want to show off their show off their abilities for some reason or they otherwise couldn't. He was just like, sidekick. <laughs> yep. If you're not flashy enough, you're not a hero. Mm. That's, that's how, that's how it worked in Sky High, at least. Well, I mean, it, that's what people are trying to do in My Hero Academia, currently in the uh, in the arc we're in. People are trying to show off to try to get picked up by agencies yep. to be scouted, to either be a sidekick that moves <clears> up or someone that just and, trains. And yeah, Mr. Aizawa basically made that clear to them when he announced that the sports festival was going to happen. It's like... You only get one chance a year, three to- three chances in a lifetime, essentially, because it's like a three-year course at the at UA. Because um, right now, all of them are in uh, first years are about 15, 16. Yeah. So it's like you only th- this is your first chance to start getting start getting noticed and to start getting scouted. And if you don't impress here, they're less likely to pay attention to you in future years. It's like you got to go big or go home. Which is, of course, what everyone's doing. Bakugo is not very happy that he placed second in the in the uh, cavalry battle. Not that that's a bad. He wasn't. That, he wasn't happy that he placed second in the first one either. <laughs> did he place second? I thought Todoroki placed second in the. Did race. Todoroki play second? Yeah, he placed third then. <laughs> but that's just Bakugo in general. It's just like if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> you're the first. If you're not first, you're the. Uh, second is, second place is the first, first loser. loser. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that's about it 
for this uh, for this binge cast. Um, I gotta ask you guys this: What's your favorite quirk so far? Oh, you beauty twenty. My God, dang! You had to go and test that. Well, no, mine's gonna be a little bit modified to yours. Trust me. Honestly, Todoroki's is pretty is pretty badass. You know, with the the versatility of it, and he hasn't even shown what he can do with his flame powers yet. But the ice powers alone are pretty damn powerful. So I'm probably gonna go with him. Dark hole all the way. You're still you're still a fan of Kurigiri, huh? Not Kurigiri. No, that's the void. Thirteen. Oh, thirteen. Okay, the black hole. Okay, gotcha. Well, come on. You asked a question. You got to answer yeah. the question. No, mine hasn't come up yet, and I don't want to spoil this one. Oh, you have no. to use what you got. No. Oh. <laughs> Sam, th- <laughs> I think Sam knows who I'm talking about. Oh no, no. For for what we're in right now. Um. What's the purple haired guy from one C again? So. <laughs> Just to make you keep wondering, that that's my favorite power currently as we're going in the season. Okay. Because <laughs> so, you know what the power is. Wait, what, what was his power? Because you said that they all can't look, say. Because he doesn't want to spoil it for me. Because uh, I'll tell you later, Chris. Okay. So here's because I, I just couldn't remember. Because just remember to ask me later. Yeah. Here's one for you guys. If you had a cork, what would be your cork? Mm, that's not fair. Because well, I don't can, know. You can name anything. Like, I, I, do really, mine I honestly don't know what I would pick for my cork. Oh, I'll do mine first. Are you talking mine about would be devour. I can eat anything no matter what. You, my, my, ba- there, my downside there would be... Is, there is one a character like that. My later. downside would be... My stomach would be... Depending on what I eat, it could make my stomach get really messed up. Mm. It's like you, you are capable of eating anything and it won't kill you, but it Chris, will you make you Mario? sick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you talking about Mario? Uh, the season three. I think he's in. Wait, is he in season three? Or I think he's later on in this season. Is when he shows up. He's the one who carries the sword around. He's in this season. Okay. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank. I think I would probably go with a teleportation ability. Teleportation? But what would be the downside you have to be Remember, it has oh, a limited range, probably. So you're basically Nightcrawler. Yes, kind of, kind of thing. So Nightcrawler, gonna go with like, character within like li- within the line of sight, kind of thing. Or he has to know what it already looks like before he can teleport in it. That's just too powerful. I like the line of sight one, though. Line of sight, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it's like you're you're the guy from Jumper. I mean, you look into a window, boom, I'm in there, instead of, you know... Yeah, line of sight, no obstacles, so if, there, if it's, it's like a clear glass window, I might be able to so see where I'm going. So your a vault. Basically. <laughs> so I wouldn't be able to use it to, like, rob bank vaults kind of but thing. But, like, if you get stuck in one, like a villain captures you in a vault... Then I'm stuck. You're gone. You're, you're just in there until mm-hmm. your air runs out. Sam? What would be your... Well, if we're just going to be naming... Well, you like, I, I know what power I'd want, but it's easier if everybody knows the character. Shadow Cat. So you want to go Pass through? through. Oh, you want to be able to phase through things. But remember, Quartel plus a minus, it will be a minus. Let's say with Shadow Cats. <laughs> if, if you don't focus enough, you can get stuck. Stuck inside. And you, Chris? That's always been a fair power. Uh, well, I'm just going to go ahead and base it, you know, take what, what mine is from my favorite X-Men, Healing Factor. A Wolverine, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be pretty useful. Yeah, means What's I never downside? get sick. Never have to take a sick day again. Take get as many tattoos. Well, as that's well. the downside. Or, no, 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 no. Even, <laughs> that's true. No, no, even better, Bruce Willis. Drunk. 
No, even better, um, Bruce Willis from um, Unbreakable. Because if you remember, he had super strength and uh, he never got sick because he talked to his boss. He was like, when was the last time I took a sick day? His boss actually went and looked and he was like, you've never taken a sick day in the like five years that you've worked here. And he gave him a raise because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't even his goal. Of, no. course, of course, the drawback that he had is he... Well, he's, his weakness was water. Yeah, he drowns, basically. He drowned in a puddle in glass. I mean, anybody it's can drown in a puddle. Anybody can drown in a puddle if you hold their head down into it. <laughs> Why did you mention weakness to water? <laughs> Look! A plan for a war! We're going to invade it! Is war a weakness? Shut up, you! <laughs> or it's like... What's uh, a twist? Or, or it's like, or it's like uh, Stitch. <laughs> In uh, Lilo and Stitch, when he's crashing on Earth, and they're like, it's, it looked like he was going to crash in the Pacific Ocean. It's like, you know, he can't swim; he's, he's too dense. And then it's and then it's like he crashes on Hawaii, but it's like he's stuck on an island <laughs> with no major cities, and he's like, ah! oh, I forgot about that one. Um, we, 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 that would that would be another binge. Binge all of that, not the anime. We have to find the anime. No. There's literally an anime of Stitch. The best part, if we did, I want to see this episode just because they broke up Lilo and Stitch. How dare you. To bring them back towards the end when she had her own kid that looked just like Lilo. Of course. And Stitch, like, attaches himself to her. But didn't know, and then little Lilo showed up, and they had to break them up again. It was like, you, like, everybody who's watching this episode is like, you bastards, that's the heart! That's the feeling you're hitting! How dare you? <laughs> so it's an anime, not an American cartoon? Oh, it was made, made in Japan. But oh. then Disney, I think, came up and dissected it into their own little thing. Yeah, but... Disney's uh, like, you're making money off of this? <laughs> well, no, there is... Disney of Japan. Yeah, yeah there sure. is Walt Disney in Japan that uh, Studio Ghibli is a part of. Mm. Okay. Future Avengers. Hope not. <laughs> Let's not talk about that one. But I think that about wraps. I think that about wraps up uh, this edition of the Binge Cast. Uh, we will be doing more of uh, My Hero, uh, depending on how the format of the Binge Cast continues. Again, listen to our little mini cast where we request feedback from you, the audience. Um, but we will continue doing this. Uh, at some future point, our schedule is always open. Are people be called bingies? Everybody has a group of people that follows them. We'll always be called bingies. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll have to discuss that later. Once we get to triple digits, we can start talking about what our what our listeners are called. <laughs> um, but at any rate, for Sam, Zeke, and Chris, I'm Jay, and we'll see you next time.